Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, the host of this podcast. And after spending my entire career in the sports industry, I want to continue to find ways to give back. Give back to individuals that want to get in this business or individuals that are currently in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the ClubhouseCareers.com. It's crazy. It's season four already. I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path. We're going to discuss three key topics that are currently in this industry, three hustle hot seat questions, and three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now, under our guests this week, many people dream of being an entrepreneur at some point in time in their life. There are very few that can not only become one, but also excel in the sports space as an entrepreneur. I'm excited to have our next guest, Justin Honeysuckle, CEO and co-founder of Tended Bar. Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, Travis. Thanks for having me. Justin, very excited to talk about your career path. And as I kicked it off, you've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. And we will certainly talk through some of those ventures. But what drives you to be a thought leader each and every day? I mean, I guess I'd kind of say I've always, you know, kind of had a passion to, to you know, whether it was build it myself, do it myself, figure that out and, you know, think a little differently. Um, I've never really accepted the status quo. Of, it's just the way it is. Um, and I think, you know, to really be good at something and passionate about it and, you know, have a love for it, you got to kind of be able to think differently um, and go outside the box if you really want to make, you know, make a big change. And I love that. And that can be advice to to any of these listeners, no matter what they're doing from a career path perspective is you can't stay status quo. Our business, our world is continuing to evolve. And the one constant in this world is change. And, and people can either adapt it or they just don't like it. And that's when they fall off. And so, Justin, you're now... You kind of started and co-founded Tended Bar, which is a fun and innovative cocktail dispensing experience in the sports industry and the entertainment industry as a whole. What's your elevator pitch for Tended Bar? Well, Tended Bar is an automated cocktail dispensing machine, and we do cocktails, beer, and wine all at the touch of a button. You know, in premise, our idea is, you know, you're here at a, at a high volume event, um, you're here at an airport, but you're there for something else. This is only supposed to be enhancing your experience. Let's not make it harder than it has to be. You know, let's just make it nice, fun, clean, simple, and and really intended bar. We we kept it simple because if you do that, then the customer is going to have a good experience on the other side, and that's that's really the end all be all. Um, you know, you look at a lot of other things out in the world, and you know, not saying their technology isn't isn't awesome, isn't amazing, but if you tech it up too much, you know what you you miss a big opportunity out there for people that you know what what are you really trying to do here? Well, I'm trying yeah. to get a beer or a Jack and Coke in your hand as quick as possible. And, yeah. and that's what you're here for. So it's all, it's, it's kind of always, you know, that cliche saying it's keep it simple, stupid, right? Like you, you don't have to overanalyze or overthink it. Um, and, you know, now just over eight and a half years ago that that company launched, walk the listeners through just the process and maybe some of the, the really cool parts, but maybe some of the the challenges of launching a company. Well, I can't say enough years ago, it was actually my brother's, um, it was my brother's idea. So my brother was in college at Purdue University, um, had a senior design project and, you know, for engineering school and, and designed an automated bar. It was basically taking a stainless steel table, having some pumps and pump, you know, alcohol into a glass. Um, got a little bit of fanfare, entered a contest called Recess, which is kind of like a shark tank for college yep. kids. Um, at that point, got an at-large bid, flew him out to Vegas, presented didn't really go anywhere after that, but was like, hey, maybe we've got a little something more here. Could be something. So, OJ, 
Jay was like, you know, I wasn't really ready to to go into the real workforce yet. I was like, I'm going to start shooting off emails to potential investors. Um, at that point, I think after 100 emails, only one got returned, and that was from Mark Cuban. So Mark Cuban actually was the seed investor of Tended Bar to get things started. It wasn't a huge investment, but it was enough at that time for a 23-year-old kid to, to really you know, yeah. get something and make a change. So after Mark did that, put our first bar into Honky Tonk Central in downtown Nashville. Um, Three-story bar right there on Broadway. So you're probably familiar with Broadway yep. at this point. from Nashville yourself now. Yep. And um, it really didn't go anywhere. Um, they didn't really use it. It didn't didn't work. It was in these VIP lounges. And not that the bar didn't functionally work, but it just wasn't the right fit. Um, I personally had come in and helped design the bar. I'm a interior designer by trade. So I helped them with that side of it. And, you know, it was kind of in the background um, while he's kind of trying to make it all make it all go. But quickly, we kind of pivoted and we said, okay, what are the other ways? Once again, what are we trying to solve here? Get a drink fast, make it accessible. You know, where's that most important? And really, at that point, where does it make sense to alleviate that bartending experience? There's a lot of nostalgia around that, you know, I'm going to go pour my heart out to Joe, the bartender. Well, yep. in reality, that doesn't happen very much anymore. When it does, it's, it's a great <laughs> bartender. We're never going to be able to replace Joe, that guy. Yep. But in the stadium environment, in the airport environment, I just want to drink and I want to move on. I want to go back to the show. I want to go back to the, you know, the football game, whatever it is. And so that was where we kind of pivoted from that. We did uh raise on Indiegogo on the equity crowdfunding side, um, raised a couple hundred grand, got our first contract into Vistar Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. I think we signed the contract in 2018, but really launched in August of 2019 after we raised the funds to build that bar. Um, so August 2019, put that bar in. Had a great first six months run, got a lot of fanfare, a lot of good things happened in that process, um, actually. And then COVID happened, obviously, and kind of yep. shut everything down. Shut, whole, shut everything down. Yeah, exactly. Your whole effort was to go into high volume spaces. And obviously, that was not a good time for, for COVID. Um, high volume spaces were not. So really kind of had to retool a bunch of stuff. Um, in that process, we did our Series A after that first, you know, I guess, April 2021 raised some funds, got things going, got Jacksonville Jaguars contract here in Jacksonville where I'm based as well as an amphitheater right next door, Daly's Place, got those launched in August of 22 and really at the, um, excuse me, August of 21 and then really at January 22, things kind of really started taking off and we got a lot of notoriety, you know, in the sports space and we did Farmers Insurance Open, um, we did a summer concert series at Allegiant Stadium and just kind of kept growing and you know, to date, we're, I think we've done five NFL stadiums, two NBA arenas, several concert facilities and racetracks around the country. No, that's that's awesome. And, you know, Justin, you kind of already talked a little bit about, you know, how you evolve and how you pivot. You have to pivot quickly um, in no matter what you do. And, you know, as you mentioned, Tenant Bar is launched in the NFL and the NBA and, and golf and other sporting and entertainment events across the country. And much of this industry in general is can you evolve? Can you keep up with the Joneses a little bit? And you talked about like evolving, you know, pre-pandemic and what the product is. Now, as you get in more into the sports space, how are you continuing to evolve from a, into a sports and entertainment space versus maybe the, the airport space? Well, sports particularly, I think, you know, we went in and as I briefly touched on the evolution, we went from RFID wristband where you signed up at every event and got a wristband that was your bar tab, walked over to the bar, scanned it, and charged your card accordingly. Um, we switched over to facial recognition 
And at that point, you went to a kiosk, registered your face and your credit card, went to the bar, you know, used it into the night, closed out that tab. The next event, you'd have to do it again. We realized some complications we had operating in that environment, really, with, with our personal staff and how are we going to scale that. So yep. a lot of this was you know, designed on how are we going to scale our own company and how can we expect somebody else to do something if we have trouble doing it? So then we switched over to a one-time registration. So you'd scan a QR code on your phone, scan your face, scan your ID, um, put your credit card on file, and you're done. Now, that process seems pretty easy. We thought it was pretty easy. <laughs> right. Um, you but know, if the consumer but doesn't, think, that's when you have to change. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's not that it's not easy. If you did it right here at your desk, you'd say no problem. Yep. Doing it when I'm ready to get a cocktail because there's a game going on. There's a live event going on right there. You know what? Two minutes sounds like a lifetime, yep. even though you're right. used to waiting in line for 10 plus <laughs> minutes anywhere. So, you know, and the other side was, is you know, we, we hung our hats on. It was one time. You don't have to do it again. You just do it once and you're done. So, yes, it's an annoyance, but you're through it. The only problem is the average person goes to one event a year. And I think last year's season ticket holders at NFL went to three, three games, you know. So you're not getting that regular traction. Like, hey, it's someplace that I'm going every day. Every time. That much more convenient, like a fast pass on a toll road, you know. Yep. You don't buy a fast pass if you're only driving into Florida once, you know. You just, it doesn't make a lot of sense in that standpoint. And that's kind of what we had done is we said, oh, everybody's got to do this. But, you know, slowly realized and actually right now we're, we're making a huge pivot. Um, we're putting credit card devices on every machine. We're letting people basically go up and do a one-time transaction if they want to, yep. um, which is basically our biggest kind of evolution in the product. And it almost seems like a step back in some ways. Um, but in reality, we've got to listen to the customer and say, you right. know what, I want this opportunity. Now you're going to be in there. You're going to be able to complete your registration on your phone. You know, you've got a, a good step forward to being done a lot a lot more expedited. And you know what, if you've got your cocktail, you're sitting at your seat and you get a text message to say, hey, complete your final registration so you don't ever have to pull out your ID, um, you know, your credit card again when you go to the bar, all you do is scan your license right there on your phone and you're done. And it, once it verifies you're 21. Um, so that's kind of our evolution of going through that process right now. And, and I think it's know, great advice for any listeners of like, you know, one, listen to the customer. Maybe it's a product offering, but more importantly, is like, how do you continue to evolve in your own craft, your own brand, your own skill set, no matter what you're doing? And, you know, Justin, as, as you've continued to evolve and you've probably, you know, come across some uncomfortable areas because you mentioned you're more interior design. And, you know, prior to even launching Tended Bar, you're the founder of Honeysuckle Design Company, which is focused on combining real estate design and construction from a development process from start to finish, how has that journey been for you? And what were some, maybe a key learning that you've now been able to apply to Tended Bar? Um, I mean, biggest thing is I've, you know, I think the construction industry, I've kind of been around it most of my life. And, um, you know, you deal with all different types of people. And I think that's something, and you're not just dealing with people, you know, in a, in a sales transaction, you're dealing with them in their home, you're dealing with them in a lot of different spaces. And, you know, it's whether it's the, you know, the executive that you're redoing their house or helping them find real estate. And, you know, my specialty at that point was finding a property that needed rehab. We'd go basically flip the whole property before somebody would move in and they'd move in and, you know, be done with it. So they'd have equity in their house right off the bat. And that was, and I enjoyed the hell out of it, honestly. I mean, it's one of the most fun things I've still do to the day, to this day, personally. But there's a big difference when you're dealing with that CEO or that finance person or that housewife or that, um, you know, just working class family and then going to dealing with a guy who's, 
you know, laying tile, laying bricks. And you know, there's so many different things. And yeah. I think what made me successful at it is, you know, people didn't think that I was, you know, treating somebody else differently than in that process. You right. know, to treat the guy who's picking up garbage and stuff the same way you're treating the contractor, the head guy and all that process. Yeah. And I think, you know, taking that to the sports world where we are now, I mean, I've got people that are literally picking up trash and you've got people cleaning, you've got people stocking warehouse, and then you've got, you know, the CEO of or the owner of a team and things like that and all and all across the board. So you've got to be able to like maintain that relationship with all of them because any of them are any of them can take you down. Yep. You know, right. yes, the GM of a franchise can say, I don't want that in here anymore, get it out. So yep. that guy's gotta like you. The IT guy who's in charge of making sure you have internet, you want him to like you because <laughs> when that goes down, you can't do anything. Yeah, you need help. And, and then the warehouse guy who's there to stock it and bring you water and you know, alcohol and uh product and all that stuff, he needs to like you too and care because if you're late, you know, you can't serve your customer at that standpoint. Right. So so, and I think that's a lot of businesses that so you just got to make sure you have that full gamut of, you know, being able to talk to anybody and hopefully a lot of you like, have them all like you. I mean, that's one of the things I teach, you know, a couple of our operations guys. It's like you're going down the hallway. I don't care who they are. Introduce yourself, say hello. Right. And just have that person say hi every time. It, it's going to change the dynamic of just the way things get done around you. And it goes a long way. And Justin, you know, back to the beginning, you receive an undergrad degree and a master's from Florida State University. And, you know, prior to launching your own companies, you spent some time in that construction industry. And what were some key learnings early on that led you down the path of of entrepreneurship? I mean, I've always kind of been an independent thinker as far as that goes. You know, it was always how am I going to get to where I want to go? Yeah. And you know, whether it was in sports as a kid and then, you know, evolving from there, I think I probably went through a good, I don't know, let's just call it college period, to, uh, you know, your late 20s of not really having that true sense of direction. Like, say, I want to do this, but not knowing how to get there. Um, and I was very independent, very much I could get there on my own. And I think that's probably the biggest thing I could say is that, you know, once you accept it, that, yes, you can get there on your own and plenty of people do, but you're going to get a lot further when, you ask for a little bit of help, ask for advice, get people around you that are like-minded and want to help. Because personally, I mean, I went to a big event um, back in January with a bunch of all the technology from the sports industry was in one place. And, you know, I'd like to say we're kind of leading the edge in the, the automated cocktail space for sure. But yeah. there were a lot of our competitors there. And at first you get a little bit of hesitancy, like, oh, yep. are you trying to, you know, poach me, look at what I'm doing, all right. these things. But very quickly you realize, you know what, everybody's just trying to do the same thing in a certain, maybe not the exact same thing, but trying to get to the same place. And, you know, if you could help somebody, help somebody. And I remember talking to one kid there and he was a younger guy doing an automated beer system. And I'm like, you know, there's certain parts that are going to be a lot harder than you think they are. And there's a lot of glitz and glamour in the sports world that isn't so glitz and glamorous when you get into it on the business side of it. And you just got to kind of keep on trucking and ask for help through there. You're not going to be able to get there without, without some help and some advice from other people. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Justin Honeysuckle, CEO and co-founder of Tended Bar. And, and Justin, let's get into three hot topics. You know, question one, you've always been one that is clearly willing to take some risks, knowing that there are always very calculated risks. And you've also been very innovative in your career. What advice do you have for the listeners that may help them be more innovative and be willing to just put themselves out there a little bit more in the business environment? I mean, as far as the risks are concerned, you know, I looked at that question and I'm like, okay, I think the biggest problem or biggest thought process I have differently is that maybe I don't think it's a risk as much as I probably should have, you know, really go through and evaluate it all. It's like, if I'm going down a path, it's because I truly believe in what I'm doing on that pathway. I mean, now I'm not going to say I've always made the right decision. I've made plenty of wrong ones in that process, but when I made it, I can guarantee you, I thought it was the right way. Right. Um, You thought through it. So at least I thought I thought through it. Let's put yep. it that way. I mean, but <laughs> the other side of it is too, is, you know, when people would, I guess, question me in that process, I'm like, don't just, don't just say, what about this? Like, give me a, give me a reasoning behind it, you know, help explain it. Cause I've thought about it in my head. You try to convince me why we need to think about it a different way. Yep. Um, and, and really, you know, that's probably the biggest thing. And like I said, I mentioned kind of going at it alone and then saying, hey, let's go out on a team. Let's get that full advice. But then at the end of the day, you know, you are you are creating your own path. you got to trust yourself at some point. You know, you can't always listen to somebody else. Um, you know, I remember my mom at one point being like, hey, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you getting rid of the design and everything you've built on this side to go do this? And, you know, there's not a lot of times in life you have an opportunity to go make something, you know, that could be as big as what we've, what we've started. Yeah. You know, anybody can go start a plumbing company. Anybody can start a contracting company or an insurance agency. I mean, yep. people have done it thousands and thousands of times in every city in America. Right. But there's only very few times in your life you get an opportunity to kind of do something exceptional. And, you know, I just told her, I was like, we're, I'm, I don't know if I'll ever get this again. So right. we're going to go. Take it. Yeah. Take the chance. And it's worked done. out. Yeah. And Justin, question too, as you think about all the emerging technologies and in that sport and entertainment space, and you're obviously in that space right now, you were just at, you know, a a kind of tech summit type of thing. What are some key trends that everyone in this business should be thinking about as it relates to tech and technology within their space? I mean, I think technology in the sports space is, you know, and food and beverage specifically is a very tough thing to, to jump into. Um, you've got massive crowds, you know, lots of people. So one of the things that hurts tech and internet specifically is having 80,000 people in one spot. So you've got problems there. You've got a stadium that holds 80,000 people, you know, 20,000 people, whatever size it is being run by realistically 10, 15 people. 
you know, now you've got a lot of ancillary temporary employees, but then you got to realize that. I mean, I've got temporary employees. It's not like you've got this trained staff here constantly. Right. Um, right. And, you know, making sure that it can operate in that level. I mean, that's something I think we've had a huge problem with. We went to a very industrialized technology, you know, for tended bar. And, you know, most of the time that industrialized technology is, you know, put in a place where you've got consistency of operators. Here, we've got new operators every single day, every single event. So how do you make that simple? And how do you realize that there's a there's a happy medium between the two? And not that we've got it all cured yet, but we, we get a little better every time. And there's some things that we're like, hey, this is the best idea ever. Why didn't we think of it all? And then all of a sudden you put it out there and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. that was that was a challenge. Yep. And how do you take that challenge out? I think on our end, you know, you look at it and you say, you know, facial recognition, you know, it seems to be, you know, taking the world by storm with AI and everything like that. At the same time, I've got certain states and municipalities that don't want anything to do with it because yeah. they're they're just scared of it. Um, and that's really a lot of the laws, legally speaking, or it's just not there yet. I mean, they haven't passed anything there. And then you add an alcohol to it, which is a whole nother beast of, you know, things that are a little bit archaic. And, you know, there's laws we're dealing with in certain states that were set in prohibition era that just <laughs> haven't changed. Yep. You know, and it, there wasn't any reason to change it, you know. So it's not that we were illegal, but we weren't legal. Like right. one we've dealt with in several states is a bartender has to hand a person a drink. Well, obviously, in a self-serve situation, even though we've ID'd you, we've yeah. monitored how many we monitored your consumption level, made you go through a, a gateway of people, you know, to make sure you're not obliterated or anything like that. I still can't get around a bartender handing you a drink, right. you know, in that because that's the rule they have in place. Yeah, that's the rule, you know. And then you know you're dealing with government, you know, government employees that are like, well, this is what it says. Just no, there's no yeah. other question. So yep. it's like, how do you, you know, and it's different in every state. Those are the objections state. you're dealing with on a consistent basis. Exactly. But, you know, nice. all of the food and beverage stuff, though, it's a slow migration because of that. Um, you know, one of the pain points I have is looking at a lot of stadiums that count cups as inventory. Like, you're my bartender. I gave you 500 cups today. You brought me back 200. That means you sold 300 drinks. You know, well, there's yeah. got to be there's got to be a better way to do that. That right. seems outrageous even very know? yeah very <laughs> archaic exactly you know but, in, in question three justin you know you've obviously had a passion for entrepreneurship and finding a way to simplify and generating revenue what's one piece of advice you'd give every listener if they're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur make sure you love it yeah. um because you're gonna live it i mean if you're gonna be good at it you're gonna live it you know and and if you don't love what you do in that process, like you're, you're not going to be able to be good at it. And this is, I guess more to be, I think there's different levels of entrepreneurship. First of all, like I said, yeah. I mean, if you're going to go start an insurance agency and you've got a template and there's ways to make that happen. Right. But if you really want to make it grow, you know, you've got to, you've got to have a passion for it. And luckily, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm working with my brother, which is, you know, great. But the same standpoint, if my wife wasn't all on board, it'd be, it'd be hell because you yeah, know, without right. that support, you're like, living it. Yeah, and she's living it regardless of yep. whether I put her in it or not. She's yeah. she's in it. So you've got to kind of have that. And I think without that, you're you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna be successful if you don't love it. No, it's awesome. Well, Justin, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey. And to close out, I'd like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? Let's do it. If you owned a boat, what would you name it? The tended barge. I love it. If you could have any actor play your life in a movie, who would it be? Um, 
only because I get the reference to be Gerard Butler, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you could bring back any clothing trend, what would it be? Clothing trend? I don't know if I'd bring anything back other than make sure that T-shirts and jeans and most likely flip-flops are acceptable everywhere I go. And everywhere, yeah. <laughs> to close it out, Justin, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? I'd say don't settle. Um, if you think it can be better, it definitely can be. Um, and don't stop until it's done. And then realize it's never going to be done. So make sure you're enjoying it because, you know, if you're not, you know, you won't you won't ever want it to be done if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely got to enjoy the journey. Well, Justin, thank you so much. What a great career and a great story. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate your, your time and expertise. Thanks, Travis. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.